This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. better believe that was a boxcar racer cover right oh yeah <laughs> there is yeah so mm-hmm. what is boxcar racer boxcar racer was tom's alongside project uh when blink 182 was struggling he sort of started another band and he was in boxcar racer uh that was before angels and airwaves it was before blink uh, broke up before they got back together and before they kicked tom out or slash tom left and he was replaced uh, by Matt Skiba of the Alkaline Trio. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was by Paul Lumpkin, so, who says, uh, this is indeed a Boxcar Racer parody um, uh, of There Is. Yeah, Boxcar fucking owned. Boxcar was like for when I needed to get a little more emo than Blink would allow, because Blink was like pop punk, goofy, silly, and then Boxcar Racer was like, actually, you're in a you're in a mood right now. That's what Boxcar Racer was for. Boxcar Racer was sort of dashboard confessional adjacent. Wait, Boxcar predated Blink-182? No. Boxcar, uh, Tom DeLong just sort of made a side band uh, at some stage, uh, like late in Blink's uh, career. Got it. So he's just like, Blink's not giving me what I need right now. It's the equivalent of uh, of like me starting a D and D podcast, actually. So it's like it, it, you and I are still doing shit, but it's like doesn't give me creative joy 
Uh, it's not fun to do for me anymore. It feels like an obligation, et cetera, et cetera. So I start this other <laughs> side side project. It's what beyond not giving you joy. Like what's not what's et cetera, et cetera there. Uh, it's not like I guess not giving <laughs> me joy, but also the et cetera, et cetera is that I feel like it's not doing yeah. anything for you and it's making you a worse guy kind of no so, i don't think like so. small things <laughs> like that like don't put that on me like don't consider my emotions because mm-hmm. you're clearly not so when you're saying like it's making me a worse guy like yeah, forget about yeah. that side it's also not quite that because like i feel like t- boxcar never really got as big as blink so it'd be it'd be closer to like tom DeLong starting a side band and it was the beatles or something <laughs> <laughs> sorry you think nadpod is like the beatles at least uh in terms of like our <laughs> podcast you know uh, at scale or whatever yeah like yeah oh like in relation to this podcast mm-hmm. yeah 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 exactly so, <laughs> <laughs> i see your eyes are glazing over you've never been happier than when you're talking about this your joy right now <laughs> that's right that's right yeah. i'm actually i'm willing to come back to blink because this is as long as i can come back and just make fun of your ass it'll be worth it <laughs> you don't want to lose that aspect that's the one thing that you still like about this show that's right i can't really i can't really make fun of like murph because he'd kick my kick my ass in a way so um it's funny it's funny to make fun of you okay yeah because we, we're not gonna physically go to blows about it especially not over zoom yeah we're recording again remotely of course the new normal i'm in mm-hmm. los angeles where are you Upstate New York, baby. Upstate. Upstate. As opposed to downstate. Yeah, you don't want to be downstate. So you're staying up for the time being, seeing what nets out in New York City before returning. Yeah, we extended our stay upstate. I think it's, I'd rather be up here than down there. Makes sense. Um, But for now, we have lightning round style questions to answer. I asked on Twitter. I asked on Reddit. We have... Um, dozens of questions. We're going to try our best to go through them because we got to make up for lost time. We haven't answered a question in a month, I think. Wow. All right. Yeah. So I guess it's about time. Let's. So we'll rapid fire some of these bad boys. That's right. And it's it is about time because you know we're settling into the routine. There's not a lot going on in our lives. There's a lot going on, and yet there's nothing going on. So it's mm-hmm. good that we have a lot of questions to draw from. Yeah. Do you have a good one to start? I have one that was upvoted to the top of reddit and whoa so well i mean to the top of our subreddit not to the to karma heaven yeah it was up it was upvoted uptoked if as it were to to karma heaven (laughs) oh my god um and it's actually a legal question so i hope you can speak legalese okay an illegal or a legal it's a legal question okay that's good yeah it has to do with uh rights ownership ip uh, the question comes from... Okay, hold on. Let me let me pour over our employment contract from 2005. All right, I'm That's ready. Right. Uh, Baiko asks, uh, with the release of a new Jake and Amir episode, does that mean you guys have the rights back and will continue to make more? And then a fingers crossed emoji. Uh, at this point, my client has no comment uh, on that topic. Wow. We can't get into the legal... Um, back and forth right now online but we look forward to having an answer for you guys as soon as possible that was a a really nice maneuver i thought that was whoa i just got an email i got an email from college humor it was a fucking (laughs) c and d 
Yeah, cease and desist. I shouldn't have said that. I can't even say no comment. A cease and desist? Uh, well, I'm actually a beast, so I'll resist. <laughs> so I, you get thrown in jail? <laughs> For making a rhyme? <laughs> no, Sam, who runs College Humor, was, you know, he's nice enough to, when we ask him, oh, can we do a one-off about self-isolation or quarantine? He's not going to say no to that. He understands that it would be fun to make. And uh, as long as we have, like, you know, individual episode ideas here and there, maybe we can make them. We haven't really discussed coming back, like, on a weekly basis, but maybe there is something there to do. Yeah. At the very least, we can answer the question and say that we don't have the rights back. We can't legally do this willy-nilly, but yeah. we do have a friendship with the guy who owns the rights now versus uh, <laughs> versus before when it was a giant corporation that would destroy us in court. <laughs> with a team of lawyers. So it feels like one-offs are a possibility. And if people have uh, quarantine ideas, they should actually... I feel like they should tweet it at us because it was a tweet that we originally saw because a lot of people were like tweeting at us that it was like we should come back and i think somebody tweeted that we should do a scroll video and if it just felt right so if anybody has ideas tweet them at us yeah that actually leads into a question we got on twitter uh from lunchtime yt that said how is it like filming another jna the social distancing scroll any writing any challenges with writing and filming with quarantine oh that's actually it it mirrors another question from uh mr uh pogam pogram pro uh that was how does it feel like oh that's good so <laughs> i feel like we can answer both of those Oh, Mr. Program Pro. That makes a lot more sense. I <laughs> I thought he was trying to be cute with the name, but it's just Mr. Program Pro. Got it. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we have a new video on uh, HeadGum's YouTube and our Facebook, the social distancing scroll video. Our first video in, I think, four years since the Donald Trump episode. Um, we, you know, brought our characters back. Writing it wasn't hard because, you know, just like riding a bike, we know what these characters are after playing them for 10 years. Having a scroll video be the one that comes back is a, is a bit more easy because there's a there's such a tried and true formula right there. Yeah. You kind of know exactly how it has to go. The worst, the worst that it is, the better it is for the scroll. So if you're just like quickly word association, a random rhyme that's really dumb, that's actually good for the episode. Yeah. And the rhyme scheme is always laid out by the number itself. So it, it really, it's, it's a, it's a pretty foolproof method. Uh, I want, like, I kind of feel like, I think the the Trump thing probably poured out of us at at that point because we'd only even been retired for like a year or two, um, right? But I yeah, I wonder. I I feel like writing it, we wrote over FaceTime for the like for kind of like the rough draft, and then we just passed uh, a script over email to fine tune it. That's right. And that part wasn't hard. Shooting was a little more difficult because we tried to get the audio and the video right. And we ended up just using the audio from the camera. Yeah, um, your video looks better than mine too. Mine is, my size doesn't match, which was sad for me. Yeah, I, And I also like had my computer off of my lap a little bit. I feel like we'll get better at this though. 
if we keep on doing yeah. uh, quarantine videos. It did remind me of like our first videos where I'm like, okay, the video and the audio are both related to the source. Like they're all both coming from the camera. So I can't really like overcut a lot. And then like, as I was editing, I was like, oh, this is just what it was like, like with the PowerShot cameras in 2007, where mm -hmm. it was like super rough around the edges. I had to like clean the transitions from your clip to mine and hope the like room tone matched. Yeah. It, I thought it looked and sounded solid for, I mean, for the circumstances. Yeah. And like, when is the last time I, we've shot it? We've written a Jake and Amir recently, but when is the last time that we shot one ourselves? That's been like 10 years, right? Yeah. And our iPhones now are probably a lot better than the cameras that we bought for $600. Yeah. Our iPhones are as good as the HD uh, cameras that John, the first iteration of those uh, HD cameras that John and John Carlo were using, I bet. That's right. Uh, so yeah, writing it was fun. Shooting it might have been a challenge, but acting in it was felt natural. Yeah, I felt like because of the remote recording, there's a little less improv though too. Maybe we can introduce that. I don't know. It's like it's a little harder because you don't want to start talking over each other. Yeah. So a couple days later, I did a Jeffrey the dumbass with Jeff, and he we did like a FaceTime thing, but he edited it. Um, in post to make it a lot tighter. So maybe I can steal that method of post-production and bring it to the Jake and Amir universe. That would be cool. Especially because we own every single thought that Jeffrey James has. We we locked him up with that like IAC level contract from HeadGum. Yeah, now we got the team of lawyers. Yes, we own the dreams that he has. Um, Beowulf0125 asks, will we hear from Yugo again? Hashtag Yugo style. Oh, yeah, I did a D&D &D podcast before The Great Awakening in Old World times, and uh, I played a character mm -hmm. named Yugo, who, do you remember what he was? Was he an elf? Yugo was a gnome. Uh, you were, I believe you were a middle-aged, balding gnome with a belly button ring and high heels. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> you sounds were, about right. You were sort of a, um, you played, you role-played as, I guess, a manager uh but of sorts yeah um like uh game that was your story but like mechanics wise you were a gnome rogue um and you uh you you joined the christmas special of nad pods so folks can go back and listen to it uh it was chaos a mirror kind of broke the system down all around us <laughs> i think it, uh we've talked about it at least the D, D crew has talked about having you come back um like kind of annually for the christmas episodes which i think is really fun oh that's nice i always want it to be a christmas tradition yeah it's right so you won't be like part of the canon story but you'll be part of the, no you'll you'll be christmas canon which is a non-canon side uh, mission type thing that we do. Which is a cool nickname as well. It's like for the Christmas a guy cannon. who's really religious and has an awesome arm. Like Philip Rivers, can, that could be his nickname. That's true. All right, Jengus Roundstone, aka Roundstone7 on Twitter asks, what's the goat quarantine outfit? The goat quarantine outfit? Yeah. That's a good question. Are you getting dressed? Are you putting on clothes in the morning? Well, I found the happy medium of getting dressed by putting on sweatpants. Athleisure, I think, is the goat quarantine outfit because I can like wear Nike sweats out where I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable wearing them to work, 
but I can wear them like on a dog walk and I can also wear them around the house. And I feel like one step up from pajamas, but still really comfortable and cozy on the day. Yeah, I actually, I pretty much do the exact same thing, but I'll tell you a little life hack that'll make you feel kind of nice. It's like uh, a, a soft flannel shirt. Um, something about even like it's still comfortable, but something about wearing something with a collar makes you look really well put together. So a flannel shirt with Nike sweats, that's what I've been wearing. That's your goat quarantine outfit. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. All right. Collared shirt, sweatpants. And a hat. What are you doing for haircuts? Um, I am not doing anything for haircuts. I'm just letting, letting the hair grow. I have a baseball cap, though, that I'll throw on if i've got a if i've got a zoom call and i'm looking extra greasy i'll put on a baseball hat you better believe that go yankees i hope the season starts someday <laughs> it won't um, are you still showering <laughs> i they'll be doing zoom baseball can you imagine i am showering yeah because i'm working out every day actually oh yeah that's cool i want to ask you about that about exercise or showering yeah like what are you doing to work out every day? Um, I am doing, all right, well, a couple of different things uh, that actually I think have been really helpful. One, just uh, for me personally, I do like a yoga thing in the morning. Um, so wake up, do, it's mostly like a stretch uh, yoga thing. Um, then I have a group of friends, uh, Jill, Jill, Jill's friend, Alexis, and Jill's friend, Jesse. They're my friends now too, but they were originally just Jill's friends. Um, we have a little text thread called Core Four, and we will have a Zoom workout with each other every single day. And we plan out a different, like each person takes turn planning the workout. Oh, wow. So Alexis has a, um, she's a member of the Peloton app. So she'll screen share with us and we'll all do a Peloton workout. Uh, I have Chris Hemsworth app center. So I'll share my screen and we'll do a a center workout. Um, And that's kind of nice because you get to see people, you get to work out together and, uh, and it feels good to sweat. The other thing that sometimes I do is ride my bike. Oh yeah. That's nice. A little outdoor. Yeah. So I tend, I work out maybe twice a day, sometimes three times. If I also do a bike ride. Are you getting a sweat in or is it mostly just like keeping your core and muscles engaged? When we do the, when we do the core four workout, I get a solid sweat. Yoga, I don't sweat at all because it's pretty light. It's way, it's totally more for like my mental state and feeling stretched out. Uh, Bike ride, maybe a small sweat, but it's not, it's it's pretty, it's not too bad. What about you? What are you, are you exercising? Not really. Cause like the day before the quarantine, I basically hurt my rib playing basketball. So I was going to have to take three weeks off anyway, which led me to like today basically. So I was like, all right, now I'm ready to play basketball again, but I can't do that. Wow. So I have to figure out how do I, how do I get a sweat in? I'll be tall as a jump rope. All right. There you go. Um, bands. Do you have any bands? Mm, I don't think we have bands, but between jump roping and like anything that you know you could do with an app like burpees squats sit-ups push-ups there's enough there for me i just haven't done it yet i need to start you want to join our zoom workouts let me uh let me build up a little bit of endurance first before you add me to the class yeah we'd have to come up with it core four is really solid for four people so we'd have to find a a good a good name for the the five 
but we'll figure it out. It's it's it'd be worth it. I think the Greasy Five, starring Hugo. <laughs> we also have a total party kill. <laughs> All right, you got a question? What is yeah, Chasing Carly, what is your go-to karaoke song? What's the best karaoke song? Can we get a HeadGum Karaoke live stream a la Jackbox? Wow. Um, I definitely don't feel up to karaokeing on a live stream. I feel like I can only phone in my happiness so much. But I think... I do like this question because it lets me fantasize about the uh, a day and the perhaps distant future where we can uh, do a karaoke party again. Yeah, I, I definitely have not thought about karaoke in a couple of months. <laughs> karaoke is the opposite of what's going on here. It's getting together yeah. in a sweaty room in a place that you would never go to and just like drool spit and scream into each other's ear. Sharing a microphone. That's like the end of... Let's just... That's the end of the tunnel. Great. So let's look at the end of the tunnel. Let's just allow ourselves to escape and to fantasize real quick. What's the goat karaoke song? This was gonna... Uh, we were... Me and Micah were gonna do this on the goat show. Uh, like the week before we all had to go into quarantine. So that's why it's also on my mind. Oh, interesting. It's tough because you want like one that people can sing along to, one that you can sort of... Uh, dominate during the verses but the chorus is like a sing-along mm-hmm. one that's known to you but also to everyone else i like motown philly a lot from boys to men but it requires men of a certain age i see on tnt to, to enjoy it i think the goat karaoke song is champagne supernova mm, yeah, by that's a good one. yeah because everyone will sing it's just it's just like you said everyone will sing that chorus Someday you will find me. I mean, oh yeah, everyone's going to join in on that shit. Actually, um, there's another Oasis song that might be better, which is uh, "Don't Look don't Back, look in, back anger. in Anger." That's yeah. right. I re- actually I remember. I think you did that at a college humor karaoke party, uh, and it absolutely crushed. Yeah, just it just for me, it's more fun to sing "So Sally Can Wait" than "Champagne Supernova." Mm, interesting. Yeah. Well, Champagne Supernova is a little, I think it's like happier. Oh, interesting. I guess I don't ever consider joy anymore, but yeah, maybe it's happier. Okay, your turn for a question. Uh, Have you guys started any new hobbies during the quarantine, asks Liv Burke Social, that will continue when it's over? I was thinking about this yesterday and bringing it right back to exercise. Like, I feel like I've been getting a solid workout with like kettlebells and uh bands at home and like doing that work like a workout with friends uh and also just being able to like load up my phone get a workout done in like 45 minutes versus when before when i'd like go to the gym unpack put my stuff in a locker go out walk around the gym floor take a shower go to work like I think I can effectively work out at my house uh, and it's so much faster. It saves me a ton of time. I think that even in in the better days when everything is opened up again, I'm like, I would perhaps uh, continue to work out at home. I mean, it's not just a ton of time. It's a ton of money too. You're probably saving thousands of dollars a year just using an app at home. Yeah, definitely. Some, I mean, these apps right now, they're most of them are doing like uh, long free trials, Um and there is a monthly cost, but it's definitely less than the gym. It's also funny because I always fantasized about um, 
being a member at Equinox and using Keels, <laughs> that fucking Keels soap and the eucalyptus towels and shit. <laughs> like, I could just buy nice soap at my house and I don't need to go to the gym for that. I can live in an Equinox if I could pay $19 for a bottle of conditioner. Yeah, that's it. I de- and I would have the fucking funds. What about you? Is there anything that you're... Oh, and maybe cooking. We're, we're definitely cooking a lot more and I feel like I like um, what we're eating. Yeah, not spending as much money on uh, restaurants um, might be a, a hobby that goes forward. I'm making iced coffee at home. I, by making, I mean p- buying a jug of it and pouring it into a glass myself <laughs> rather than going to Starbucks and paying someone $3 to do it for me. Yeah, yeah, the jug, is, the jug will save you a ton. The jug saves you mugs. That's right. Well, actually, doesn't don't you use your and mugs? the mugs will save you nugs. Um, uh, I'm just using a classic glass jar, and I'm saving you like I said, three dollars a day times three hundred days a year, a thousand dollars a month, a thousand dollars a year, and I'm stealing the coffee, so it's completely free right. for me. Wow, that is that is that's a come up. Uh, Anything else? Uh, I we've amongst my friends had a. Uh, online poker game every sunday night which is very fun because it's like oh how was your week we're catching up we're playing poker and it's like not quite the same as being around a table with friends but pretty darn close because we're on zoom chatting with each other playing on our phones and then at the end of the night we venmo each other like oh this is great we should do this regardless yeah that's true i think it zoom is showing or i mean uh video conferencing in general i won't uh promote just zoom but like it is it, it makes it very apparent how easy it is to see folks that you don't see that often. Like we had a zoom hangout with like my parents and all my sisters and my brother. And like, we, I mean, it's not like we hang out all the time when there's not a pandemic. So it's just this pandemic, like got us to all get on the phone at, at one time. Uh, but it's something we could do in better health as well. Yeah, I'm very curious about this virtual Seder that's going to be happening across America and uh, how that goes versus an actual Seder. We'll we'll have an update on that next week. The internet's going to crash. Yeah. <laughs> the Jews will crash the internet. We'll feel like slaves in Egypt again. Uh, let's take a break and thank some sponsors and we'll come back with more questions after this. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. 
HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm-hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a it's an anti-movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non-movement good. movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitness <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we are back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a lesson of the fight. Mom, I'm coming. Um, yeah, I've been using this app that I kind of like called House Party. Okay, so first explain to me, because your brother invited me two weeks ago. I forgot to sign up. And then you were like, you got to get House Party. I'm like, all right, I'll sign up. So I uh, signed up for House Party. Uh, I didn't know what it was. Looked like Snapchat. I sent you a video. Never heard back. And that's the end of my house party. So I guess I'm really curious what the hell house party is, how to use it, why I'm not involved. House party, I'm not, I'm 34. So I'm not, I'm not like as good at it as my brother. The only way that I've used it is like, you kind of log on to house party. You see who else is online. Like my brother and I went online and like Dave and Jeff were there. So we like could click on their names and we all basically join into a four-way phone call okay. uh, and there are games within the app that you can sort of just like launch and play as you're on that phone call so I for example um oh and also i don't fully know how it works because I, when i signed up when i downloaded it um i like my sister was there i pressed her all of a sudden i see my sister uh and then we were talking and all of a sudden Ariel Vandenberg 
just came on the screen also. So it was like me, my sister, and Ariel. It sounds like you're describing a dream. It's crazy. Yes. But like it's, it's, I think you can lock your house parties, but if they're public, people can just join them. So it's a video chat with built in games. Yes. All right. So here's, this is what we played with my sister and Ariel. Um, We played this game where I guess it's like, I guess it's like charades or something, or no, Pictionary. Um, Ariel was getting clues and she was drawing them. So there's like a fourth little screen where we see just uh, like a whiteboard. Uh, She's drawing, all of us are guessing. When we guess it correct, she presses a button and she gets the next clue and she's drawing. So we're just guessing what she's playing, uh, what she's drawing, trying to get like a high score. Got it, got it. So it's sort of like a Jackboxy quiplash, but built-in video chatting within it. Yes, exactly. Oh, and actually, you know what? I also, I'd, I'd recommend uh, like Jackbox and quiplash and that stuff. We were, I played a game of Drawful with uh, Mike and Sarah and Nick and Laura last week too. Yeah, those games have been fun. We did a few HeadGum live streams with that and it's been fun. I think those are also on the HeadGum YouTube channel. That's right. Yeah, um, uh, but we should which which we should play house party. All right, now that I'm in, you can invite me to shit. All right, sweet, I will. I've also <laughs> been playing Mario Kart online. Funny story about mm. Mario Kart. I've been playing for about a week. Uh, I haven't played Mario Kart since like Mario Kart 64, so I guess a lot of the things have changed since then. Uh, mm. But I've been playing for about a week, getting better. You can play online with friends. So if I'm playing and Ben's playing and then Jesse's playing and Marika are playing, we can all play race against each other. Wow. Uh, so I've been doing fairly well with myself. And then uh, Ben invited one of his friends who's been playing a lot uh, or ha- has been playing a lot. And he destroyed us. And I was like, wow, how are you so good? And he's like, well, I think your auto steering is on. And I was like, what's that? And he's like, well, by default, the game... Uh, has a setting called auto steer, which doesn't allow you to crash into walls and doesn't allow you to fall off course. Like remember on old rainbow rows where you could fall off? Yeah. So one of the things I liked about this game is that I never fell off and I'm like, oh, this is good. I'm like, never, I'm doing pretty good. It turns out I like, I had like b- bowling bumpers on this entire yeah, time. Yeah, you were playing with the bumpers. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's pretty much like a setting for five and six year olds that don't know how to play. I was like, oh, okay. So I turned it off and I was awful at it. Wait, but he was so good because he turned his off? So if you turn it off, you can go a little faster and you could do some shortcuts that I didn't have access to. I see. The only problem is I turned it off and I just started crashing into every wall and falling off every course and getting like off. Like I was using kid mode and I was like, I'm pretty good at this game. And then when I turned it off, I was awful at it. And now that you've seen the light, do you feel like you can't go back to kid mode? Or are you fine going back to kid mode? I shouldn't. Because I, to to attain the level I want to attain, which is to become a, like a competent Mario Kart racer, I have to take the kitty, the training wheels off and re- yeah. reintroduce the game to myself as an adult. So you're doing that right now? Yeah, that's what I have to start doing right now. So we got to finish this episode because I have to. my training starts at 10. All right, this one comes from Henry JG23. This is a question for the man. So Amir, you can fuck off with that chipmunk shit. 
Jake, in a time like this, for a lack of a better term, pandemic, uh, everything seems to be changing, but I can always count on one constant, and that is you winning the golden mic, basically every podcast ever, and for that, I thank you. Wow. Okay. My question, I'm glad you asked. If you could go back in time and choose a different animal to be your riding partner, which animal would it be? That's a good question. Not Um, really. Did you have to read the whole, like... What was the, there was like a two minute little preamble of a guy fucking waxing philosophical I, about his opinion. That had nothing to do I with I thought it was pretty concise and to the point. And I mean, complimentary to us both, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, to us both. So I felt like it was, um, yeah. He called you the man. He, he called said, me a chipmunk. He said you win the golden mic and that I don't deserve it. And yeah, then, but that was in jest. All right, just answer the question. That was in jest. Uh, a monkey. Uh, I think monkeys are super cute. Maybe like an orangutan because uh, they know sign language, which is actually a little more than uh, Amir can can do. So, uh, yeah, uh, nice, sweet little orange orangutan. Uh, I think that'd be pretty cool. I think that'd actually be really cool. <laughs> That's enough. Uh, <laughs> and I could imagine that. And you're not. You're not stopping. my little. My little monkey friend. I bet he'd give me a run for the money on that old golden mic thing. I really do. I feel like we'd have uh, more of a split pile than yeah. uh, this one-man show that y'all have been listening to for so long. Uh, but nonetheless... I'd give you a, a run for the monkey. <laughs> that's good. That's that's really good. That's really good. It's not golden. Don't look at me like that because it's not golden mic worthy because you already said that you had you had a hard out for this show which means you're not dialed in you're not dedicated (laughs) and for that you get a turdy all right (laughs) do you have any questions yeah wait first of all have you seen tiger king this show that everyone's talking about no i have not i started i watched a little bit over jill's shoulder because she was watching it it looks fascinating i will I'll, i'll probably watch it got it have you got have you gotten into a new show love is blind i got super into love is blind have you finished it yes i finished it in three days and I, I I really hate reality TV. I like kind of pride myself in not even like just abstaining from it because I like it, but just like it doesn't even appeal to me. And I feel like that's a cool thing about me. And I don't have a lot of those. So I'm like, I, I really like celebrate the fact that I like don't, I couldn't name all of the Kardashians if I saw a photo of them. I wouldn't know which one is which, you know? Like, I like that I don't like reality TV. And <laughs> Sorry, where is this headed? It's headed the to... fact that you fucking are obsessed with Love is Blind and The Bachelor now. I'm not watching, I can't watch anything else. But look, I did, I the same way that I was watching Tiger King, like, Jill was watching it, and I'm like looking over her shoulder. I get like, I'm like, this is so stupid. I come back, I'm like, who's this guy? And then I come back, I'm like, oh, who is this lady? Like, what, they love each other? And then I like finally, I'm just like, all right, I am into it. I'm, I sit down, I watch, I'm obsessed. I watch nonstop for two days. And uh, like the the finale and the reunion, I treated like it was, it, it was like the Game of Thrones finale. Like I, we made popcorn, I sat down, I'm like so into it, it was <laughs> All right, time for uh, a new time for a new cool thing that you like about yourself because not liking reality TV no longer applies to. Well, you. I only like this one show. Okay, I, I only you've like only this, seen this, this one only, show. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch anything else. I can't. I really can't. <laughs> but this is what you said. You're like, I pride myself on not even like not just being one of those guys that gets obsessed with it, so he abstains. Yeah, that's what you are now. You yeah. would get obsessed with well, it, so you're abstaining. 
I, but I've seen other reality shows and I don't like them. I think that like the maybe reality competition shows are more my speed. We watched uh, Unorthodox, which I think was a Jill rep, uh, recommendation, and that was awesome too. Sort of the That's opposite right. of reality TV. It was a really interesting, well done drama, well acted. So I'm okay admitting that I watched it. Compelling until, like, story, a really deep dive yeah. into the cultural implications and just the production aspect was so fascinating. But who did you think? Who did you think was the hottest guy on Love? Is Giannina and and Damien actually had a really powerful connection. Uh, no, I watched Unorthodox too. I'm well, I'm only three episodes in, but I liked it a lot. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to? Writes Don Juhoti. Once this court uh, restrictions are all lifted, so what's one thing that you can say? I'm really looking forward to doing this one specific thing. Jill and I were on a walk yesterday, and she asked me that exact same thing. I. F- it's, I, I guess I really am just looking forward to like going to a restaurant uh, and sitting on a patio and drinking a bottle of rosé. I think I'd really like to do that. <laughs> and I want to be somebody, surrounded by people yeah, at a restaurant. When, imagine somebody talking to you and like, you know, they accidentally spit a little bit and it lands on your lip and you don't think you're going to die. That'll be a nice feeling. That's going to be a hard feeling to come out of. Like it really... Even like going to the grocery store, you know, like when you're when, now when you're in the grocery store, you just give people such a wide berth, you, you yeah. know, like I wouldn't have before I would have never had a problem with like somebody reaching past me to like get a, get milk. And now it's like, oh, do you need to be the only person in front of the cheese for a minute? I'll I'll wait six feet away from you. A couple passed me on a walk once and I was like. Uh, recently and it was like almost like shoulder to shoulder i was like whoa buddy <laughs> yeah. did you hear the rules we're both dead now if if you're gonna pass me i one person's on the sidewalk the other's in the street you know that cars don't exist anymore so you can just start walking in the middle of fifth avenue walking is really nice with so with so little traffic and riding my bike has been really nice too yeah. um what about what about you what are you looking forward to um going to the office seeing Coworkers again, face to face. Potentially going to a social event, a gathering of sorts. Playing basketball with fifteen friends at the same time—that'll be a, a fun get. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and watching basketball. I haven't watched basketball in three weeks now. Actually, one of these questions is about basketball. Um, let me. Oh yeah, uh, Lush. Uh, says, why did this virus hit when the Lakers were doing really well? I had them going straight to the final four with ya. Yeah, I was talking to some b-ball buddies about which basketball players would be the most upset if the NBA season gets canceled, which it's starting to look more and more every day like it will be. I think somebody asked that on Twitter. Like what? Oh yeah. What is the alternative? Like are that they'll come back in June for like a, a... Will they extend the season, or is it just going to be like whoever had these records is going to be in the playoffs when yeah. they come back? Uh, so, dude, LeBron is good. Is the guy who asked if is the NBA season coming back? The they're sort of holding out hope to be like, all right, there was twenty games left in the regular season, but if we skip that and go right to the playoffs, and it started in July, could we do like an abridged version of the playoffs? How much can we sacrifice without it not being like a true champion? Because nobody wants to like ramp up start playing and then everyone's like oh that wasn't a real champion anyway that doesn't count lebron didn't really get his fourth ring that was a weird playoffs an asterisk if you will it feels like the teams are so like but the big teams are so good that i i wouldn't i would not be like that's not a real championship 
I, it just feels like the basketball teams themselves are so much yeah. more interesting than they were last year that I would still be into a championship and I wouldn't be like, that's an asterisk. I mean, people are watching NBA players play video games, so people will watch for sure. The question is like, what will be the level of play when you tell professional athletes like, all right, take a month off and stay in your apartment. Don't even shoot a basketball for a month. It's like, all right, and let's start playing the playoffs. You're like, these are these people are going to be rustier than they are in the preseason starting playing a postseason. It just doesn't work. And then you can't have crowds there, you know, for at least until there's a vaccine, I would think. You can't have 20,000 people in an arena. So they're playing by themselves right. in an empty arena, maybe in a city that hasn't been affected a lot. Like there's been talks about let's get every playoff team and put them in Kansas City for a month and just have them play like on one court. A rotating tournament style but then you have to test everybody and we don't have testing capabilities it just seems like it's God. too too tall of a task right now yeah and then like one person gets it and and the nba looks very very bad yeah exactly or like you have a team of doctors there not in new york city because they want to like test dwight howard to see if he's he has a fever before playing a game mm-hmm. yeah and i've already moved on to canceling football Canceling basketball is old news. Let's let's talk about a league that starts in September and if we're going to be able to play that. Mm. Damn. I wonder what they're going to do with Premier League. Yeah, in Europe it's even worse, sort of, because, you know, Spain, Italy, they're being affected more All than right. America. Favorite delivery food? <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you guys done takeout and delivery, or are you guys being super cautious about that? Uh, we have just been cooking everything. What about you? Yeah, yeah same. I mean, it's, it feels silly because, like, you know, you're supposed to support local restaurants and get takeout. But for whatever reason, it scares me to, like, have a delivery person or somebody preparing the food. And I don't know. We're being, like, extremely extra cautious. But I guess it can't be transmitted through hot food anyway. So maybe it doesn't matter. I just feel like everybody, everyone has such a strong opinion on, like, supporting your local restaurants or, like, don't have any contact with the outside world like i don't i just don't know there's no i kind of hate it honestly yeah uh, and just, i have i have friends who have been super cautious and cooked every meal at home and now feel sick and i have friends that get takeout all the time and just feel fine and a lot of it feels the luck of the draw mm-hmm. here's a silly question from derb x x derbs x what's grosser a banana mayo sandwich or a peanut butter pickle sandwich. So how about which one would you rather eat of those two? What's It's banana mayo and pickle peanut butter? Yeah. Damn, it's tough. It's I, I like both mayo and bananas separately, of course. Um, I love peanut butter and I don't like pickles that much. But I think that the, like, the sweet and sour mixed with the peanut butter will probably go better so i'll do that yeah i think the mayo thing rubs me the the mayo and banana just seems like a, a creamy yeah. mushy mess to me peanut butter pickle and mayo i'm intrigued i i could picture peanut butter pickle somewhere on a menu a very yeah. adventurous one but not banana mayo that feels like a dare <laughs> uh you had one yeah, this is a nice little one to end on. Uh, okay. Which one of Ben Schwartz's characters from JNA would die quickest during a pandemic, and which one would thrive? That is from Chunk of Water. Ooh. So we got the uh, the park ranger one who's out and about, sort of socially isolating. He seems like he can survive longest. 
Oh, that's true. Which one is uh, the park ranger? Is that Scobielosis Jim? No. It might be Carrot Slat. <laughs> really? Oh, no. Wait. Bear Grylls. Oh, no. This is Stanley. So his oh, yeah. name is Stanley, I think. Stanley. Yeah, that's right. Stanley. Stanley Grills. Who the fuck is Stanley Grills? The one that would die is um, the in- interrogator, office invest, office interrogator. He uh, blew someone. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't socially distant at all. Yeah, blew a stranger. What was that guy's name? The one who wanted to find out who's shit in the copier. Um, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I truly have no idea. Is there a list somewhere? I think there is. Yeah, there's Carrot Slat. There's Scalby Losses Jim. There's Joe Rogan. No. Oh, look. Seth Rogan. There's, um, okay. So it looks like he, he's got Amir Blumenfeld, Jope, Scolby Losses Jim, Stanley, Carrot Slat, Charles Krushtust, oh. Sulu Candles, right. Cherry Dude, <laughs> and Ben Schwartz. So do you remember which one was Office Interrogator? It's one of those middle three. I don't know. I, there's also some, I think there were a couple times where he didn't have a name. Yeah. I'll guess Charles Krustus. Charles Krustus? Yeah. I'm, I'll guess that he didn't have a name. No, that's impossible. Unnamed. That was, that was, what, that was the only joke we would pre-write. Yeah. Well, that's my, that's my theory, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Final answer. No name. No name. You can add us and let us know. Yeah, let us know. Uh, all right. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for your questions. Uh, if you want more questions, or if you have more questions or theme song submissions, send them to if I were you show at gmail.com. Emails are still up and running. They sure are. That's one thing that pandemic can't take away from us. Not yet, anyway. Um, the the opening one was that boxcar racer parody. Uh, I don't know if I said his name. Paul Lumpkin. He says, cheers and go dogs. Uh, he wants to shout out his... I believe you did say his name. He wanted to shout out his boys Dylan and Jordan. So thanks, Paul, for writing. Oh, the, yeah. Well, we didn't do Yeah. That. Thanks, Paul, for writing the opening boxcar racer parody. And this closing one was written by Dara Connolly. Dara? It's like an Irish name. D-A-R-R-A-G-H Connolly. Oh, yeah. I had a friend named Dara growing up. So he said he wrote a theme song to episode 23, and it took him another seven years to make another. Wow. I hope it's worth the wait. <laughs> uh, so thanks, Dara. Thanks, uh, Paul. Thanks to you guys for listening. And we'll be back next week. Peace. Stay home. Stay safe. Stopped into the shop while I was making my way home. I brought credit for my phone and a honeycomb Toblerone. I downloaded the latest episode of Jake and Amir. The audio wasn't very clear, but I had to persevere. Head comes for me. Head comes for you. Let's all watch if I were you. A show for me, a show for you, let's all watch if I were you. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>